The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. There are a lot of questions about antibodies and immunity to COVID-19. Well, researchers in Toronto working hard to try to answer some of those questions with the Action to Beat Coronavirus study. Dr. Prabhat Jha is one of the lead researchers and director of the Centre for Global Health Research at St. Michael's Hospital of Unity Health Toronto. Dr. Jha joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Jalen. And thank you for joining me. I'm excited to talk to you about this. I think that this uh, this study is is exciting. What are you hoping will come from it? Tell us how it's going to work. The goal is to try to answer a simple question. How many Canadians have been infected with the virus that causes COVID? And to do this, what we will undertake is to work with a reputable polling company, which is Angus Reid polling uh, organization and survey something like 10 to 11,000 Canadians across the country, ask if they've had any symptoms that might suggest COVID, and then ask those that complete the poll, regardless of whether they've had symptoms or not, to agree to do a simple home blood test that would involve us mailing out a Uh, very much a a do-it-yourself home kit where they take a small uh, pinprick, like a little needle that diabetics use, for example, Mm -hmm. to puncture their skin, and um, put their blood on the special paper, and then they mail that back to us. And what we would do is examine then all of the uh, results, all of the data that come in, and test them for antibodies, which is a sign that people have had past infection to the virus that causes COVID. And what we want to learn is very simply how many Canadians are have been infected, and in particular, how many older Canadians, so we're oversampling the population age 60 or greater, because those are the Canadians at greatest risk it, it has been interesting you know, trying to find out how many Canadians have been infected because we we know that there's the, the symptomatic cases, of course, but we have heard a lot about asymptomatic cases as well when it comes to, to COVID-19. So it, it will be um, interesting to see what those numbers, and I, and I know you're a scientist, Dr. Ja, but <laughs> if you were to guess, um, mm-hmm. would you guess that that number is is very much higher than the numbers that have been reported? We don't know. That's the thing. In in science, if you know, then you shouldn't do the science. If you don't know, (laughs) then you should do the science. And um, the Angus Reid poll, uh, they did an online poll of 4,000 Canadians in April asking about symptoms in March. And at that time, about 8% of Canadians reported symptoms indicative of COVID. But now we don't know whether that was COVID or the flu. So the idea is now we're going to do another round and we'll be able to see whether people have had uh, their symptoms, the number of people with symptoms has gone up or gone down. And then importantly, ask even if they had symptoms or they didn't, if they would provide a spot of blood, uh, then we can determine exactly what you've outlined, how many people without infections 
or without obvious uh, symptoms had infections. Those are the asymptomatic infections. And that in turn is going to be quite key to being able to protect seniors because uh, the COVID has this very weird curve. The prevalence of infection doesn't appear to be so high at older ages, but the, the death rates and the hospitalization yes. rates are very high. So we want to try to get to the bottom of that. Now, the other thing that we'll do, which is really quite important, is all of those that agree, we will offer them their results back. So we tell them if they're highly likely to have been infected, somewhat likely or not likely. And when we do, we will also seek permission to say, can we come back to you in six months and test you again? (laughs) And the idea there is if, for example, you or I had been infected, then we would have antibodies now. And the key question is, does that stay in your system to fight the virus, which means you would be immune to a potential second wave? Uh, Or does it drop like the common cold where, you, as we all know, you can get one cold after another because the immunity to the whatever you first had wanes very quickly. So that's a very key piece of information that uh, we don't have and which this study will get. There has been a lot of talk about um, immunity when it comes to COVID-19. And, you know, we've heard about herd immunity. We've we've heard about uh, people wanting to know about this to say, okay, well, I can go, you know, do what I want. But I think it's important to remember, too, because we've heard about, you know, people saying this is that you can't use that as a, a, a an immunity passport at this point, can you? You can't. No, the test that we will run or the tests probably not just one but we'll do it very carefully and we are uh, make it clear to the participants that this isn't a license to go out and kiss people on the street if you do have antibodies but uh, the information that they do provide will be very helpful to understanding what's going on and to protecting our seniors which is probably the most important goal of this project is to get enough information so we figure out what's happening at older ages with infection and from that we can figure out strategies to protect seniors to protect the spread of infection in our parents and grandparents yeah i wanted to ask you a little bit more uh about that but i had another question about immunity first and Mm -hmm. about antibodies um now you're you're going to follow up a few months later to see if the the antibodies are still there. Would you do another test, another six months or a year later to find out if it's still there? Like we don't know how long this could last. And I know by asking that and by suggesting that you keep doing tests, this would go on almost forever. But I'm I'm, I'm wondering why an, an end date after six months and maybe not a year from now, or maybe you are considering that. We've kept that open and we've uh, asked the people saying we're uh, going to uh, continue the study as long as COVID is a public health problem. And we've asked all the participants saying you're getting some information out of this, but mostly you're helping the country, you're helping get data that will protect your parents and grandparents. And so our commitment is saying let's keep doing the study until we get very clear answers and importantly the reason we're really trying to rush to get this out is a very simple one most canadians i think already know that infections probably peaked for covid in mid-april that seems to be the case certainly in alberta 
they had peaked about that time. And then that means that usually it takes a month for your body to get those antibodies going at a detectable level. So that would put us to mid-May. And then we don't know whether it drops very quickly, like with a common cold virus, or it sticks around like some of the earlier, more severe coronaviruses uh, like SARS-CoV-1. And that's quite key. So we don't want to miss the window where people have lots of antibodies. So that's why we really want to get out kits to all the populations. This week, we're hoping to get 2,000 kits out. And next week, another, um, hopefully another five, 6,000. So within two, three weeks, we'll have uh, ideally all the kits out. And then we expect people will start returning the results by the end of June. In the meantime, we can try to sort out our um, our testing strategies, which have to be done carefully, so that by July we have some indication, by the end of July we have some indication of where is the prevalence of infection and what does this mean for thinking about uh, a second wave. Dr. Jaw, you can um, well imagine that my text line here in the uh, the home office, the home studio, <laughs> um, is lighting up right now because people want to be a part of this. People want to get involved. They want to say, hey, sign me yeah. up. I'll do this. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you've had that question a lot. Um, I, but from what I understand, this is going out randomly. How will that work? Yes, and I I very much appreciate how many Canadians have reached out to me personally and said they'd want to be part of the study. But it's important to be scientific about this. So the way we work is people who are enrolled in the Angus Reid Forum, which is an online uh, polling forum where people sign up and they get periodic requests for polls. We're working to make sure that we get a good random sample, meaning you get a snapshot that looks like the country in terms of geographic location, age, sex, ethnicity, income level, uh, because we want a snapshot of what the virus is doing to the whole of Canada. Uh, So for that reason, we're not allowing, in most instances, people to directly enter the study, because what you would get there are obviously those that are either have clear symptoms or they've got health-seeking behavior, meaning they're uh, very much health-conscious. But we hope what this will do is give good evidence on what assays and what tests actually do work, and this will accelerate the process where many more Canadians can actually go and find out had they been infected in the past. Um, And our study will be able to say is that infection mean some kind of immunity that you could safely say, okay, since I've been in the past, it doesn't mean, since I've been infected in the past, it doesn't mean I take less precautions, Mm -hmm. but it might mean perhaps I've got some immunity which uh, will allow me to do some work that others couldn't. So the promise of immunity passports is there, but the science isn't. And our study in a small way will add to that thinking and knowledge uh, to, to be able to use, uh, use data to be able to figure out where the epidemic is going and whether immunity actually is sustained once you get infected. 
It's fascinating stuff, Dr. Ja. Now, you, you have said that the data could help policymakers by providing a clearer look at the true rate of infection. And you also said the results could also help with pinpointing the fatality of the virus in Canada. Can you expand on that? Sure. So uh, one of the big concerns um, that I certainly flagged very early on in my own kind of uh, Twitter world was let's pay attention to the nursing homes and to older folks because they're very quickly the virus established as being a very efficient killer of older people particularly older men and we still don't know why I mean there might be some key risk factors so we have a two strategy approach to that one is let's survey older people in greater numbers than we normally would so of the 10,000 we hope 4,000 will be aged about 60 or older and the second is we once we know how many older people are infected then we can use the mortality data that does come from Canada um, and uh, from routine sources to be able to look at how many people died and how many were infected. So you have a numerator and denominator, and that's what's commonly called the infection fatality rate. Mm -hmm. And yet, nowhere in the world is there a reliable estimate of the infection fatality rate, simply because how many people are actually infected in the population is unknown. So mm -hmm. because we are able to get the denominator, we'll be able to then get some sense of the infection fatality rate. Now, there's a, a caution on that, of course, is um, many people in nursing homes don't fill out these online polls and we're not True. going to be doing active testing. So we'll miss the nursing home community. But what we are very much hoping to say uh, to capture is let's look at the nursing home deaths separately from those occurred outside, meaning in the community. And they might have died in hospital, but the infection started in the community. That group of older Canadians will be able to get good information. And uh, for most of us, that is the concern, right? That, I mean, I've got elderly parents and I don't want them to get infected mm -hmm. and end up in a hospital um, where uh, they might be infecting others or uh, face a big risk of death. So uh, our, a big part of our strategy has to be to figure out infection in older Canadians that will help protect them. Dr. Ja, uh, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. And just before I let you go, um, that first wave of uh, results, those initial preliminary results, when they come up, will you be releasing them, be making them public at that time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We're, going to, we're committed to making this open source. So everyone's identity, of course, is absolutely confidential who participates. But we're going to release the, the core data, uh, meaning what's researchers call the raw data so you you know broadly the age sex um, and the broad geographic location and whether they were positive or neg negative mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that those data are used widely we're not going to lock it up in some research cupboard <laughs> we want it uh, available so it helps every uh, every part of canada well, Dr. Jaw, I look forward then in, uh, to, to speaking with you in a few months down the road uh, and, and, and we can explore that raw data. I think that'll be fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Um, will you join me back on the show in a few months? I'd be delighted to. Thank you, Jaylen. All right. Dr. Jaw, thank you for joining me this afternoon.
Bye-bye. Take care. That is Dr. Prabhat Jha, who's one of the lead researchers, uh, looking into antibodies. And I know, like, the text line just blew up right now. A lot of you wanting to find that out and and also to find out, uh, you know, about immunity and just how long that might last. Um, and this study of 10,000 people across the country is uh, going to dive deep right into that. Again, you can't just sign up somewhere and say, hey, send uh, one of these testing kits to me. Uh, you have to be part of um, the Angus Reid Forum, so the, the polling, company, polling company Angus Reid and the, and the forum that they have there. So, yeah, there's an idea for you. 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global stream on Stack TV